mystical beings and welcome to another episode with Mystic and the Hague. I'm Danielle. I'm Leah. And we're here with a really special guest and we're gonna let this person introduce themselves. Hi, um, my name is Lana. Um, I also go by Lenny. Introductions are hard. Uh, so <laughs> I always had this problem, but um, I am a community herbalist um an intuitive healer i guess and having problems with you know even admitting that i'm a he- i don't know a healer what a weird thing to say um as well as a flower essence practitioner um yeah that's me hi hi hey well first of all do you want to say something we okay. did record this episode probably <laughs> a month ago I think it was and, longer than that. It was definitely longer than that. I think it, it was. was. It, it was, was like the oh start of summer. Like it was definitely the start start of summer. Like it was so long ago. But that's it, okay. It was so <laughs> long ago. But it was so magical. R.I.P. to that episode. But yeah. can we just talk about the ghost activity before? Because I think that that had to do with a lot of the issues with regards to recording. Your place, Lana, is intense. <laughs> Oh, I know. And I, <laughs> I, I've done a lot of, since, since the podcast that we recorded, I've done a lot of, um, I don't know, just like deep thinking about my space. And uh, I'm, I know I told you guys before that I did a quite a, I think, intense protection spell on my house um, because there was a neighbor guy around the corner that was pretty aggressive towards me and my dog. And I was really feeling a lot of feelings about it. Um, so yeah, I was just like, I'm just going to do this protection spell. I'm sure it's not going to last forever. It's fine. You know, maybe the guy won't walk, walk by again or something. He was just like, really, he just told me that I was a bad dog parent. And I was just like feeling a lot of things about it. So um, I think it might've stuck and it's still here. It's still so here. And I think that it was either the house spirit or my guides or the spell itself or all of them together that just made it like, it's not like, I don't think that my house spirit doesn't like you guys. I just think that it was just like, you know what? I was thinking something was recorded that shouldn't have been recorded or, um, but I, cause I was feeling really good about it. So I assumed that maybe that that kind of thing would be attached to me, but I don't think so. <laughs> I know I felt like the house was super fine. I, it wasn't, I didn't feel uncomfortable there or anything like that. What about you, Leah? Um, I definitely felt like a presence, like when we were going up the stairs, when you were showing us around your house, I definitely felt a weight in my chest, which at first I was like, maybe that's just something else. I don't know. And then you mentioned that there was activity around there. So I was like, cool. But I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel unsafe like I do with some Mm -hmm. spirits. And I didn't feel like I was unwanted. But yeah, maybe we just spoke about some things that they were like, yeah, didn't that's like not that. gonna work yeah that's not gonna work for me <laughs> how dare you <laughs> <laughs> i need Isn't to it... sorry go ahead oh like, i don't know how long we we recorded for or how long we chatted for but um you guys were leaving and uh doors were opening and closing slamming like that doesn't happen very often in my house um and there was a little bit of wind but it was like an it was just all of a sudden wind picked up and then the doors kept opening and closing. And I have an old house. Like when my doors are closed, they click closed. They're not opening again. It was so weird. And I could definitely feel it. And then after you guys left, everything calmed down. And I was just like, did the storm follow them? I hope they're okay. Because that was a pretty intense storm. Um, but after that, I had to do some like kind of deep sitting with the spirits in my house specifically. Not necessarily with my guides, but there's a few spirits that live here that I just can't get rid of. And that's okay. Maybe they just want to hang out. Um, you know, they don't really mess with me too, too much. Um, sometimes they scare me and I'm just like, Hey, come on guys. Like I was really enjoying this television show and I'm like, I'm really, really scared. (laughs) I see you walking up and down the stairs. And I think, and I mean, I have to do more research on this, but I truly think that at least one of them has fallen down the stairs and and that's how they passed. Um, because I always get this vibe around the stairs and I'm sure like Leah, you said that you were walking up the stairs 
I'm sure that everybody gets that vibe. Like everyone that comes over that has those like emotions or attachments to things definitely get that vibe around the stairs. Mm-hmm. And definitely the, um, I definitely got the chills a lot and like the goosebumps. That's always my sign. And, but this, the door slamming, it was like very much, they wanted to make themselves known, yeah. which again, didn't scare us. It was just very like when I think we've talked about it. When you talk about spirits, they do like to make themselves known or show up. I know mine does just likes to hover around a little while. So but it, yeah, it's not scary. Like it wasn't felt in a way where we felt, yeah, that unwantedness. Yeah. And again, it might've just been the protection spell. I didn't realize was so strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not a huge, like, I don't do a lot of spell work. I do some, um, it's not, you know, my main source of doing magic stuff. Um, it's not like it was like dabbling either. I've been mm-hmm. doing it since I was a teen. And so I, you know, I do it when I need to, I bust out that medium when I need to. And Wow, obviously it was uh, it was intense. <laughs> Wild, it's a quality spell. Yeah, I just, obviously, like I don't even remember what I did. Maybe it was just like my intention. I make this protection salt, and uh, I use um, oh my gosh, I use this like red clay, and I make my own black salt. Uh, so and so I mix it. And then, yeah, I just like at every entrance point to my yard, to my house, to my garage area, which is kind of like a cabin. Um, it's like outfitted, like kind of, you can sleep in there. Um, everywhere around my house, I did this one specific spell and it was just intention work. It wasn't, you know, specific words. I like to do it kind of for my brain. And, uh, and yeah, obviously, because I know, I know that you have to kind of redo things sometimes. They like wear out. Mm-hmm. I, this was a long, this is a long time ago. This is the start of spring that I did this and I'm just like, all right. And I still feel it. I feel like I don't have to redo it, which is good. So I find that whenever I do any type of protection or warding around my house, I have to like redo it every three months or so, but I, maybe it just has to do with the people around you as well, who are like wearing on the energy that you've put up to, as a protection. No, I agree. I have um, a neighbor like that deals with a lot and they're really loud and like they're just their presence is really um unsettling you know and so but I didn't do I did a I did the salt protection a while ago when things went down like probably two months ago or three months ago I think Leah you gave me some stuff too and but recently I had to do like visualization around like closing the energy for that person but that worked like they haven't been super like agitated or anything like that and and I think that again this depends on like your intentions of how you want to do it maybe I was just feeling really intensely about it maybe it's just for that guy I don't know (laughs) because so far I mean like even my dog has been a little bit better with him which is good I mean I think I've been working with it working with her behaviors as well but um he seems to just kind of keep his head down when he walks by with his dogs. Yeah. Well, you had intense feelings about the dude. So, I mean, I would too. He was yeah. So, I almost like fist fought him. It was like, can you just go away? Like, seriously, she's not going to bite you. She's just protecting me. If I'm outside, it's even worse. You know, she's just protecting me and um, she's never bit anybody. I'm getting really defensive. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> She's your child. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, just, like, I mean, I guess I took it personally as well. I was like, you're a bad dog parent. You need to leash her in the yard. I'm like, I do not need to do that. This is my yard. Exactly. You know? It's closed. I pay, pro- I pay property taxes. Like, I don't know. Like, can you just go away? Just walk another way. Yeah. If you have a problem with me or you're just going to keep yeah. coming around because you want to be aggressive. Like, this isn't going to work for me. I don't yeah. want so yeah so far um i haven't had to deal with it so and he's walked by a million times which is great just a powerful witch over there there oh, you yeah. go i'm trying my hardest I guess. <laughs> <laughs> initially we brought you on because we really wanted to talk about your flower essence practice and i'm so sorry that we're gonna have to do it again but oh it's all good do you want to tell us about your practice and like how you got started and all the things Yeah, so I guess I could probably start from the beginning when it comes to um, just like 
learning about it. So I started working in the health food industry in 2001, 2002, Um, not really prescribing too much except for a multivitamin, taking, you know, good fats, the stuff that my mom used to give me not really knowing about quality or any of that kind of stuff. So um, I started at a health food store here in Calgary um, called Community Natural Foods. It's okay, I guess. Um, And uh, after a couple of years, I got, you know, a position in the supplement department or the health and body department because I was intrigued. I was just like, you know what? There's lots to learn and uh, I like to be challenged. So my friend we were both receivers in the health and body department she said oh you're having problems sleeping you should really try this flower essence and i was like oh flower essences are weird because there's no scientific proof behind it and this is just me is early 20s just being like no i don't believe in homeopathy i don't believe in any of this energetic stuff even though um i've been kind of practicing magic since i was a teen and i'm just like no i don't believe in that so she kind of just said like what you're doing already is energetic so why don't you just give it a try it's not going to hurt. Just give it a try. So um, the kind of like original flower essences were, uh, I guess, like I put in quotations invented because I'm sure this was like a practice that people have been doing for thousands of years. But um, someone who brought it to the forefront is a man with the last name Bach or Batch, um, an English man. And uh, I just started using his white chestnut his, I don't know, he's not alive anymore, but uh, I use the white chestnut because it's specifically helpful for turning off like cyclical thinking. So like picture a light switch and your brain is just like going, 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 going. And this is why I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia since I was a kid and I would just take it before I go to bed and it seriously worked. I was just like, this is better than melatonin. This is better than valerian. This is better than any herb or sleeping pill. I've tried everything. I couldn't believe it. But this also was helpful for my everyday. So if I was scattered and doing like 10 things at once, I could take the white chestnut. It's not like it makes you sleepy. It's an energetic medicine. So after that, I was hooked. I was like, I want to know everything there is to know about this. This is like a modality that really speaks to me. So I signed up for the course, which is like Bach, or it's Bach Flower Remedy Level 1, 2, and 3. So I signed up for level one just to see if I'd like it. And yeah, so I have my level one, two, and three. But what's really funny about that is that I've learned more from just like kind of playing around myself than I ever learned from my course. Um, same as I'm, I'm an herbalist. I'm a master herbalist. And I took a course at Wild Rose College, learned more from just like reading my own books and doing my own research than I ever learned, um, except for like plant identification that's kind of awesome like I can identify plants just by looking at them from their like family genus but when it comes to like actually learning what they do for the body and like why they are on the specific land that kind of stuff I did all that myself so um I don't know fast forward to a few years later I'm just like you know this modality feels really really good to me because um when you make a flower essence, you literally, or, or even a plant essence or a crystal essence or literally anything that has energy, which is like everything in my personal opinion. Um, and that's not what they teach you in the flower essence courses. They don't teach you that um, you can totally make an essence out of even like animals. And I found this, these animal essences, they're the Pacific essences. And they actually like take water from like in behind turtles and dolphins and like it's just so beautiful and so like you can really get these essences you're so cool I've never <laughs> heard of that yeah That's- it's so cool so like I mean when you think about like crystals and what they do for the body and I do work with crystal essences as well they're just really fun to make um, because they're easy to make you always have them just got to cleanse your crystal first and then what I do is I charge them in moon water And we can get into moon water later. What I liked about it is that it's a super small footprint when it comes to flowers. And I can grow most of them in my own backyard. I have a beautiful yard. And sometimes it will take it from nature. But the thing is, is that it will be, it's easier to find. And you're literally just taking the flowers. You ask the flowers, of course, you leave an offering, you do all that kind of stuff. We can get into that too. But it's just such a small footprint when it comes to what you're making for people to help with their emotional wellness. So it's not an essential oil. 
Um, it's not a tincture. It's not an herbal pill. Um, it's literally for your emotional well-being. So it helps to kind of balance you out. And so you have indications. And what a lot of flower essences will say is like, there's an indication, like kind of a bad thing and a good thing. I never focus on that kind of quote unquote bad thing or negative thing. Um, I want people to just like look at it, feel good feelings if they can. And it'll be like, I don't know, flowers are our friends. And so it'll be there for you when say, I don't know, like this is just me projecting, but like burdening your friends with emotional things or just being able to get through the day. It's a really good way of helping just like give you a hug or it's like, it'll listen to you. Um, It's not necessarily going to give you advice. (laughs) It's just going to be there for you. And it's a really great addition to say you have, you know, mental wellness issues. It's a really great addition to pharmaceutical medications, which I totally believe in allopathy um, or naturopathic stuff, um, herbal stuff. It's a really good addition because it will not contraindicate with anything. Um, and, uh, and who want, doesn't want more emotional support in some way? It's just another therapy. So I just saw it as like a really great thing. And I mean, I love talking to flowers. They're my, it's my favorite thing ever is to talk to flowers and plants, see what they're feeling. And uh, yeah, just go from there. It's beautiful. It's such a good, like, I love that you, about what I like, I really love about you is that you like to complement all of your practice with also like where people are at in terms of their own healing. Like you don't ever segregate or feel shame you never shame people for their other like you know usage with medication or anything like that I just think it's super important to kind of go about that as a practitioner whether that's like a magic practitioner or a you know body work energy work um even a naturopathic doctor I really feel like the next kind of like level up is being trauma-informed And I've always seen it that way because I just have a lot, I have a lot of medical issues and I've had a lot of medical issues since I was young. So how I'd want to be treated is the way that I try to treat other folks. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we're not, nobody's perfect. Everybody's problematic. And I try my best to put myself into that person's shoes, but also it's all about just like, if you have a trust with the person that you're chatting with, when it comes to like, say it's a session making sure that they feel safe enough to be able to say, no, that's not going to work for me. Um, and also just asking a lot of questions and, and, and being okay with the fact that that person's going to maybe say no to that question to try to kind of get to the bottom of things. That's what I love about intuition. And that's what I love about the fact that I've honed this over the years is that sometimes I don't have to ask those questions. I just know. But then also you also have to like, ask if it's okay that you kind of dig deep there, right? I assume if someone's going to have a session with me and I always, you know, preface it with, you know, we're going to dig pretty deep. So I'm going to need you to like, let me know if this is too much and then we can do it another time. Not a big deal. It's always just not a big deal with me. I'm not going to take it personally. And I, I, I have seen practitioners do this in the past where they're just like, well, just do what I say because I know what I'm talking about. Yes, I have that ego thing too, but healing's not linear. So we need to be patient with each other because it's also like healing for me. Like when I'm able to like help somebody even a little bit, that helps me because it just keeps pushing it forward. I love it. I love all of it. (laughs) So you have a garden in the back and what flowers do you really like to use the most? Well, Um, I had like my core, I think five last summer that I was really using. And I do really love using wildflowers that are native to the prairies. Um, so anything kind of growing in my yard is going to be wildflower related. This year, I really, I like to use the word level up because I really did level up this year. Holy man, I have so many single essences now. I'm so stoked. It was really hard to grow yarrow that last year, so I was really bummed about that. But I had a friend who is an incredible, incredible herbalist and healer. And she told me where to go um, to get arnica, which was very exciting for me. And 
and the just white yarrow. So just like your typical yarrow that you're going to find wild because you can get lots of different colors of yarrow. I actually just, I just made an essence yesterday with a red yarrow. And this weekend, uh, my partner is house sitting and they have a yellow yarrow and I'm going to try, if it's sunny out, I'm going to make one and then I'm going to make a yarrow blend. So it'll be like all the yarrows together. Maybe next year I'll get pink, but They all kind of do something different. I guess this year what I'm excited about is uh, yarrow, arnica, and I have had a clematis growing on my, like this lattice in the back. I thought it was wrecked because we had to like dig out part of the window where the basement was because we had a flood. Um, And I was like, oh crap, I'm not going to get a flower out of that. Really, really, really hoping, but it's a purple clematis. It actually just grew out of the chaos that was the dirt and I was like oh this is so good and so that one I'm excited about um but my main go-to is Alberta wild rose I think it's just the most beautiful flower I mean you get something out of it from like spring to fall so because after it's bloomed you get these rose hips and they're so bountiful where I live like anywhere I go so I do have a couple of spots that I go to that I've like I mean, I always ask first if it's okay to take and I always leave an offering. I always leave like a couple drops of the essence like that I've taken from and I always sing a song because plants love, love, love songs. They love songs. They love, or I'll play a song off my phone and it's typically Kate Bush. Like she is my, she is my like top, like she is the, she's the witch of all witches and her Specifically, her, her sun cloud busting is like what I always, always play when I'm making essences, which so sometimes if I'm like feeling called to, I'm just like, oh, you know what? They want some Kate Bush today. They don't want my voice. <laughs> and I'll just like hum something that just comes to my brain. And it's always different because the plants are always different. They always want something different. So, so yeah, definitely Wild Rose top one. I love that guy. And then this year, stoked about Arnica, Yarrow, and Purple Clematis. And I would love to tell you guys about the Purple Clematis because I was like, I don't, this is what Spirit's telling me to do. So what I've written is that it's uh, tender support for deep hurts, facilitates a slow and gentle healing process, radical softness, step away from competition, invite cooperative creation, deprogramming, and alignment with truth, which I think right now is like, this is the essence for like right now with maybe a couple of others, but this one, this is like, oh, I was so stoked to get it. Then, and the fact that it came out of like, it actually still kept growing <laughs> and still has flowers on it. This is, so it's totally wild. It's all kind of deep into the ground and I'll fix it when things are a little bit less chaotic on the side of my house. But the fact that it came, it still grew and it came out of this like dirt, uh, like makes me so excited. So, yeah, especially during this particular season of where we're at in our country and in our society. It's yeah, it's profound. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit, like, why you think it's so perfect for right now to, like, okay. listeners? Well, specifically, I can't speak for the rest of the world because they're doing COVID-19 differently. Um, I think Canada is as well, um, but specifically on Turtle Island, just because we are connected to um, like our neighbors to the south who are really struggling. And I I mean, I'm not sure you guys probably have pals there. I know I do. And I have a lot of friends within like the, the fire zone. And it's just been so heart-wrenching to me to see what's going on. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm hoping that it's heart-wrenching for freaking everybody. But um, I just think that if we don't deprogram, I just don't know how we're going to survive. And I, the people that are in my circle, obviously, like they, they get it. You guys get it. <laughs> that we do need to deprogram and realize that we just need to take that power away. We don't need to feel like our ego needs to be propped up all the time. Um, and I'm talking about specifically in like the new age and healing community within like the woo sphere, um, which I'm, I, I'm taking that word from this fantastic podcast called Kumbaya Confessionals. I highly recommend wa- listening to it. If you are within like the woo, woo sphere or woo verse, oh, it's so, so good because I've been trying to push this for so long. Working in the health food industry is like working in a cult. Mm -hmm. 
but they have they pay you so you <laughs> have to go to work and because you got to pay your rent or your mortgage and your bills and stuff right so you kind of have to toe the line or but I mean it was hard I, I never really did toe the line um, which got me in a lot of trouble because I'm not a love and lighter I don't believe in any of that I believe you're allowed to own your feelings anger is so powerful and so important right now you know and so I really think that sitting in your truth and that's, I mean, we're still in the emperor year, you guys, <laughs> it feels like we aren't because it feels like 10 years have gone by, but we still are. And so what does that look like? I want people to understand that. Like I am so freaking here for woo. I love it. Like it's like made my life better. It's like saved me. It's made me realize things about myself. I needed to realize, um, I wouldn't have come to queerness without, the woovers, like none of that stuff. I, what I have a problem with is gatekeeping and just like, I don't know, you're not better than anybody else. Like you're not. And if anyone tells me that they are like conscious, I'm just like, oh, that's a bit of a red flag. You know, and they're just like, well, you know, I've raised, I've raised my consciousness to this point. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Like on the backs of who, first of all. And usually it's, it's, you know, white cis women that are saying this to me and I'm just like this is there's no space for other people when you when you do that when you like yeah gatekeep things like yoga and reiki and and of course they can afford all of those things you know the super expensive I guess just going to yoga every day like I don't know I mean I'm not I'm not judging anybody they can be that person but I just don't want the judgment I'm not here for that because we're all human we're all fallible that's the thing we're human and we're allowed to screw up so it's what you do after the fact. It's what you actually like the work that you do after the, the after the fuck up because we've all fucked up. And, uh, and that's why I love the woo verse is because it's there to kind of like, you know, um, support me when I'm going through that kind of like white supremacist guilt. Cause I mean, it's going to happen, but it is literally white supremacy. That's like fueling this. And so what are we going to do to kind of push forward so that we can, I don't know. I would never have thought of the, about the community the way that I do, like just the, the, the wholeness of everything if I didn't have the woo verse, but I just don't like when people are capitalizing off of fear and also telling people that they have to be at a certain point to be good. It's like, no, that's also white supremacy. It's really, really, really messed up. So I just want to break that down and it's hard to practice these days because I just like, and to also just like, even put a spotlight on myself for two seconds. Um, again, white supremacy. Everyone needs to realize that, that it's just like, once you start thinking about the individual and not the collective is when you're giving into that like weird, gross, capitalistic, white supremacist point of view. Um, and that's where the deprogramming comes in. Uh, and you're allowed to feel bad. You're allowed to feel bad. That doesn't make you, you know, uh, not more awake or more conscious or whatever. And I just do not. If anyone even comes at me with good vibes only or high vibe, ugh, no, I have no patience for it. Um, <laughs> zero patience. And if someone wants to tell me that I'm low vibe, I'm like, you don't need to be within my circle. The second that you do want to come in here and chat about that, that's cool too. But like, you can go over there with your... I don't know, like, yeah, your high vibe hippie bullshit. For real though, like. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree because like, um, and I do, Lee and I talk about this a lot and we talked a little bit ever on our last episode. It's just like, that goes along with putting people on pedestals in like our woo community and how that is like giving your power to someone to hold over you, which is like, we know that that is a part of like white supremacy in itself. And also the fact is like when people, I feel like people forget that just because someone's a part of the spiritual community doesn't mean that they're separate from what society has governed or has integrated in their practice and their daily life. Like they still hold the same like stigmatizations and like stigma or like all of these, you know, oppressive thoughts that doesn't set just because they're in the spiritual community doesn't mean that they absolve themselves from holding those attitudes and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, like, 
the new age world is just so so like they're a lot of them are super racist but they would be like i'm not racist because i'm high vibe and i'm just like no you are though because you're capitalizing off of medicine that black and brown people have used their ancestors have used and we all have to kind of like figure out how we can break that down within our own ancestry because we all have like you know ancestral trauma depending on where we come from um but we all do and that's another thing that i want to like you know talk to people about is that yes right now it is about black and brown folks we do need to like you know put them first and foremost their lives matter more than anything right now at the same time you need to in your own life start to look at how you can heal your ancestral trauma because that will help you break down this like fucked up supremacist view of the world that you have um and just it's okay to feel bad you know it's not it's not going to be a supplement or you know a yoga pose or whatever or how many instagram followers you have that's going to make you feel good you have to break that down in your brain because oh my gosh when that clutter is like pushed out it makes everything so much easier to handle um even though past couple weeks have been brutal but it's just because the collective is grieving we're grieving so 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 hard and it's not about this apocalyptic whatever i mean that's another thing that drives me bonkers it's just like y'all do you understand that like aboriginal folks have been going through an apocalypse for how long now like i just again we need to break that shit down and we need to talk about it and to me, it's not, it's not about cancel culture. It's not about like, you know, pushing someone out of community. I'm not here for that. I just want people to sit and be able to listen for two seconds, feel uncomfortable for two seconds. And as if you're a white person, yeah, maybe you have trauma, maybe you have mental illness, but it's, it's a privilege to say you don't want to deal with it because you have this. And hey, folks, listeners, I have a laundry list of mental illnesses and uh, I still need to transcend that somehow to be able to help folks that are literally being oppressed on a daily basis. Um, This has nothing to do with as talking to white people again, my fellow whites (laughs) that it's just, it's not, it's not about that. You can, you can transcend it even if it's for like a half an hour a day. Um, And yes, you can take care of yourself still. And that's what, you know, that's what all of these modalities are here for is to help support that so that you can fight the good fight. Because if we don't fight the good fight, there's not going to be any like high vibes for you to like hang out with. Just so you know. <laughs> God, I would love a high vibe, you know? Oh <laughs> it's so ableist and so many I know. Ways it's too. so, so gross that like, you know, a, a you know, uh, an herb can help with your disease. Well, yes, it can help maybe, but it's not going to cure you. I hate mm-hmm. that word. Oh, I hate that word so much. Like, no, I, I, you know what? And why can't we just like live with that? Just make society an easier place to be when you're disabled or, you know, any, as any marginalized group, the queerness and, 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 you know, being black and brown and like, there's so many things. So yeah, like let's deprogram. Let's start doing that. Let's start pushing that out there. Um, we're powerful. We can do it. Talking to the listeners too. It's just you two. You two are very powerful. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> do you think that we're on the start though? Like I know that we've talked a lot about the shift of where we're going. And do you feel like we are deprogramming currently, like a lot of us? Oh yeah, absolutely. The folks in my life that, you know, even though they call themselves liberal, that's also problematic in its own right. You kind of have to be radical. Can't be just liberal anymore. I'm just talking with my own mom about things like defunding the police and being able to have those conversations with someone over the age of 60 and them sit and listen. It's, it's nice to see. Uh, I do have to have some optimism. You know, I have a lot of Sagittarius placements. So of course I have to have like the, that optimism to know that things will shift and they are shifting. Um, And that's what the internet is like. It's such a magical place that we're able to learn it. But at the same token, no one's learned this much in such a short period of time. We're going to get burnt out really fast. So um, yeah, this is where I come in when it comes to the next year, which is the Hierophant year. When it comes to like gatekeeping, I'm really worried about 2021. Like I think I'm maybe more worried about 2021 than I 
ever was with 2020. And I'm really lucky because I came across this human being who um, did all of these amazing seminars online when it came to the emperor year specifically to get us prepped for the higher fan year. Um, but this fantastic, amazing witch named Erin Aquarian, just love her so much, is really doing the work to help deprogram folks and be like, look, like you might have been in a cult. This whole like new age thing is a cult. Um, we need to break that down. And so she really, she really started that off like in 2019 with her really fantastic seminar. So I like knew what was going to come, Getting which is like most astrologers, like they friggin' know. Right. I mean, I'm not an astrologer. I'm not a tarot reader. I'm not, you know, I, I have the modalities that I'm really good at. I utilize those things as like tools in my practice. And this is why we have so many amazing, knowledgeable humans. Like I'm going to give up that to somebody else and ask them the questions, pay them the money to tell me like, Hey, what's, what's up, what's going on. But I knew I was just like, Oh crap, this is going to be brutal. Yes. But, and specifically now with uh, Mars in retrograde. Um, so everybody needs to realize that like they need to be patient with themselves. It's about like just slowing down and thinking before you speak. And then that's going to happen until November. And then we don't really get a reprieve until third week in December. And then it's going to be friggin' brutal. <laughs> I mean, again, we need, we, we're getting prepared for that gatekeeping year, right? Because who knows what's going to happen? Is it going to be like... Uh, you know, the religious right actually really does take over the United States. Um, I don't know. I can't say because I'm not like, I, I'm not in the business to like look into the, the, the future that much anymore. I can't. I can't. It's not good for me. It's not good for anybody else. I can kind of see what's going on. It's hazy, but just brace yourselves. Do that work. Ground yourselves. Help each other. If we like really solidify that community now, it's going to be easier. If we really, really push deprogramming now, it'll be easier. And that's just what I think. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but we got to start looking at the community and this, this American culture of individualism that really seeps into our own province, to be honest. It could be Saskatchewan too. I'm not really sure. Prairie provinces all together. And it's just like, you got to be kidding me. I don't, I want to leave. I don't want to leave, you know? God, I hear you. Someone who is leaving, but yeah. You're going to Manitoba. It's the same thing. <laughs> it is. They're same. literally same provinces, both same issues. With, yeah. 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 Manitoba is like brutal for its own reasons. Exactly. Like, it's, uh, you know, God, like the, I don't know. I've never lived there. I don't know if they treat their indigenous folks worse, but I think they do. They, I think they, they I do. think they do. They really um, do. It's like you go from Manitoba to Alberta and it's just like varying degrees of treating, you know, indigenous folks, the people that own this land, like garbage. It's the same, same. You'll still be fighting the good fight just in a different prairie province. In territory that I'm more familiar with. I Absolutely. Guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Where you feel maybe a little bit more grounded, which is totally fine. And like with your kin, which I think is important, mm -hmm. you know, it's like being close to family for whatever reason. And Spirit called you to do that. I was getting so many goosebumps when you were talking about the next year and especially around what the shift is going to be for until like 2021 over the next few months. Because I too have felt a very different shift up. We only have a small period of time and I feel like I keep talking about it, but it's so necessary for people to really recognize this energy is so powerful at this time mm -hmm. to really integrate it. And what does that integration look for you, look like for you? And I think you did such a beautiful way of explaining what it looks like as a collective whole. Mm -hmm. And um, because, yeah, we do look at the individual because we can have, we can work individually on ourselves and work on the collective at the same time those things don't have to necessarily be separate. And sometimes when we're working with the community and our collective, we're actually gaining more energy for ourselves so that we can do more inner work for ourselves too. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. And it's whether or not you can like differentiate like the complete selfishness of individuality. If you're pushing the collective out of your brain more than like bringing in yourself then you know maybe you need to balance your ego a little bit because ego is healthy it's just whether or not you know you go from one side to the other and um super funny my mars is in libra so i'm just like here for like 
the balance. And don't get me wrong, my aggression is aggressive. It really is. But it's mellowed as I, I, I've aged. It's definitely mellowed. And so, you know, like, I'm not here to say that, you know, the 17-year-old witches out there are not super important to the collective either. But we also need to, like, embrace the fact that we have elders in our midst. That, I mean, I, there's no way that I would be where, I mean, I'm, I am where I am. I'm super happy about the experiences that I've had. I grew how I was supposed to grow. Um, and I feel that way about, you know, the planet as a whole, but just right now, just sped up. And between now and November, maybe let's just slow it down a tiny bit when it comes to how like ramped up we get specifically as white people, you know, just like, can we do some more underground work? Can we do that? Like, can we, can we throw like a, a wrench in the cogs in a really subtle way? I think we can. And I think that's, what's going to be the answer is just like really like underground. Don't let them know what we're doing. <laughs> You know, and I mean, this is this is work time and time again when it comes to movements, when it comes to revolutions, all of this kind of underground work is being done. And then all of a sudden there's guillotines. We have to keep pushing. I say guillotines because I just like love that whole, that whole, it's awful, I know. Because I could also talk about, you know, restorative justice and how no matter what goes on in our brains, when say somebody tells you like a traumatic story about another person that that has hurt them, what goes on in our brain when that happens. And so that's a whole nother thing we need to break down because if we don't stop the police from what they're doing, and they literally are just helping prop up corporations and corrupt politicians. So there's just so many nuanced things about it. And we need to keep continuing having these conversations with people that are like, no, like not all police. Like, yeah, all of them, every single freaking one of them. We don't need them. We don't need them. What have they done for you lately? You pay, you pay them to like oppress people, literally. So you are just as bad if you're not going to say that they should be defunded. And it's harder in our province, you know, for the American listeners or even anybody across Canada. We could be jailed for literally standing on a sidewalk that they think is important infrastructure because our premier is a turd. And really loves to silence everybody. Yeah, in his like man baby way, stomping his feet, being like, that's not a very nice thing to say. Like, dude, shut up. You're a politician. Also, be better. Also, why do we? Anyway, (laughs) I could go off about that. I just like, it's just been a lot lately. Just been a lot, you know? It's interesting that you talk about offerings when picking plants, when grabbing plants for flower essences and things like that. And I'm wondering for somebody who is, you know, getting into flower essences or wanting to, to, to start practicing in that, how to know when it's okay to pick a plant or not and when to, like, what kind of offering is important? It's, it takes a lot of practice, like, to be able to even talk to the plants I guess like I guess I've just always been able to do it but what I've heard from other folks because it's different with everybody else um, is that you don't always you're not always going to be able to commune with them so I think that's what is the issue with a lot of people who forage and go out there and just like take 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 and not think about it before they do it Um, obviously there's plants that as white people we shouldn't even be touching and uh, I mean just one off the top of my head is sage but the thing is is that a lot of white sage doesn't grow in alberta a lot of it's in the united states but even any sage really is important just not to pick wild sage um you can grow it easily in your own garden and that's what i do as i just grow my own culinary sage and that's what i use for um cleansing bundles and uh and like things from my kind of ancestry it's like juniper and spruce Uh, And there's lots of that around that you can actually just find like falling off of plants, which is kind of cool. So that kind of thing you can easily take without probably asking, but I still like to ask. Um, I've gotten clear nose from plants because they just know when they should be picked, if they want to be picked. Um, A lot of flowers can be deadheaded and then they'll grow back. You just have to know how to do it properly, in my personal opinion. So that just takes experience and research. And um, there are like a couple of herb walks that happen within Mokinsas or or Calgary. I haven't been to any of them, 
there's one that I don't think I'd want to go to just specifically for the teacher, but there is a couple that are pretty decent. But again, I don't know, just do your research that they'll walk around with you and do plant identification and probably talk about stuff. But I don't think any of those people are indigenous even chatting with your indigenous friends about how they feel about it. Maybe they're not attached to the plant world um, because of displacement. So, you know, be gentle with talking about them with that. Um, but uh, it's really about listening. Not a lot of people have that skill. <laughs> so it's just like, if there's any kind of hesitation, sometimes you just have to sit with it for a really long time too. And that's the, how I started is just like literally sitting with a plant for a long time to see if I can hear something. Now I can hear it. I just walk by, like for instance, that Arnica field that I found. It was like crown land, I guess, whatever that even means. It, and I was walking past these cows that were like yelling at me. It was so funny. Just like, they're never gonna be happy the fact that I'm walking past them. And I walk up this big hill cause I wanted to get away from them and get away from their big poop piles. And the sun came out right when I walked up this this ridge and it was like, I could hear them saying hello to me. They're just like, hi, how are you? And they just like really, really wanted to be picked. And I'm not talking about picking them from like their roots. I'm talking about just like taking a pair of scissors and deadheading them. So just taking their, their flowers off. And uh, there was tons of yarrow too, but not a lot of it wanted to be picked because it wasn't ready yet. So I just, you know, cut what I, what I needed from the plants that were like, yep, I'm ready. And uh, went from there. But again, it's just like all about reconnecting with, I guess, the land, whatever that even means to me as a white person. That's why I try my best to grow everything in my own backyard. Even though I am absolutely aware of the fact that it is on Indigenous land, it's just a little bit more controlled for me. And uh, I don't know, paying property taxes and mortgage. I don't even know. The whole like thought of ownership is weird. So... <laughs> But at least I know I'm not going out there and depleting something that I shouldn't be depleting. I guess, where does your intuition usually comes from? Is it from feelings or is it from visions or is it like, what is it that usually gives you that inner knowing? A little bit of everything, I guess. Like, yeah. it can be like a download about, typically about other people. I don't have a lot of downloads about myself. I dream a lot. So the dreams are usually about me. Um, if someone else is involved, it's usually about me. So that's where I live my selfish life is in my dream world. Sometimes it's horrifying, but that's fine. But yeah, like I'll just be driving and I'll get a download about somebody. Most of the time it's about people I know. Uh, sometimes it isn't. And then I meet that person like down the road and it's like, holy crap, that was wild. It's always wild to me. It's never, it's never like, oh yeah, that's, that makes sense. It's always just like mind blowing to me. And it'll be... I don't know, like a gut feeling, I guess, um, whatever that even means too, because um, that could also be a trauma response, but also uh, skin tingling, smells. I have synesthesia, so when I smell certain smells, it doesn't happen all the time, but if I sm smell certain smells, I see color. Sometimes I see that as like some kind of a download. It's always fun and trippy. Uh, yeah, it's a little, just a little bit of everything. So I just like try to tap into how my body's feeling and I have chronic pain. So it's for some reason, I think it's easier for me to maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what a typical person feels like without pain every single day, but I just, I'm really in tune with my body. And so I just know when something's like just slightly different and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what that's all about. But I've been doing some thinking the past six months. How wonderful is it that I don't actually have to do a physical job on a daily basis. You know, I guess thank you, liberal government, <laughs> for, uh, for allowing me to have this time to just chill and like help build my nervous system. But um, since I've been just sitting and thinking a lot and doing lots more meditation, I realized that even weird thoughts that pop in my brain that I think are mine are sometimes not. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, spirit talking to me or my guides. I have a couple that are like always around. And then I'm just like, ah, oh, dang, that thing I just like popped into my brain. I was like, oh, I'm such a creative person. It's probably like <laughs> some kind of a download from somewhere else. So, so yeah, it, it, just something I never thought about before because I don't know, doing a day job really messes with your brain and your body. So yeah, a little bit of everything. Can you talk a little bit more around how you figured out that it was somebody else's thoughts and not your thoughts because that <laughs> happens to me all the time. 
I don't know. I was just like sitting in my living room and I'm just like, I wonder, I wonder if like those thoughts, I just was like, it just popped into my brain and I was like, did one of my guides tell me that? Um, it just was like, yeah, like where do these thoughts come from? That we're not like from watching a television show or like reading a book or any of that. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it's like all subconscious and I mean, thoughts are floating around in the air and they just like come somehow like pop into your brain, like Harry Potter styles, you know, like, like, (laughs) I don't know. They're just like floating in the air and not in like this, this like cauldron or whatever. Uh, (laughs) We know you had to bring up Harry Potter at least once in our whole podcast here, but uh, (laughs) um, I mean, I, I absolutely love the world. Like I just, what, I mean, Harry Potter world changed my life so great you feel the same okay (laughs) yeah and like how amazing is it that those books were just appeared one day and weren't written by anyone (laughs) oh yeah I know right it's so weird how like it was they were found yeah in in a cave uh (laughs) somewhere in England in the countryside just like someone was like wow these like old tomes and then they just made it happen I like that that's where we're going with that because yeah 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 they were just found one day because I, I love the books and everything so much. Like, yep. they, you know what? Turfs don't get to take that from us. It's true. Don't get to take that from us. You don't get to steal our world from us. Like, and I'm not going to give credit to, you know, who the, the supposed author of the, these books. I really don't believe, I believe that she found them and then profit yeah. off of them. So no, she doesn't get to have that because it's, it's a queer world. <laughs> it's a queer world full of like, like all types of humans so she doesn't get to decide that can you explain to the listeners what turfs mean oh yeah it's a trans exclusionary radical feminist um and oh geez have i ever come across a lot of those in my life just because of working in the health food industry as well as in the queer community specifically and no shade to my lesbian pals but like a lot of lesbians are those exclusionary type of feminists um where they are what I call bioessentialist, um, they think that the genitals equal the gender or whatever the fuck. So, and I, I take a lot of, I don't, I'm really not here for that because I personally am a, a, a transgender non-binary person. And uh, I really don't want anyone to equate my genitals to who I am. Yeah. The day that I read those tweets was heartbreaking, but then I realized it's like, now we really get to own these stories because that person's no longer attached to them. You get to like separate this trash person from the beautiful, beautiful stories that are out there. Yeah. Fuck her. (laughs) Or you just say her name. She's awful. No, no, we don't have to say people's names. No, we don't give them power. No, none of that. None of that. We went off on a tangent. That was great. Yeah. Okay. Anytime Harry Potter comes up, I'm like, let's talk about everything to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> you need to start another podcast. <laughs> I, Harry, Harry Potter through a clear, queer lens, which I don't think that there is a podcast. Is there a podcast yeah. out there? I, I don't, I doubt it. That would be great. I would listen to that. I would also, too. Also, I'm that person who I focus way too much on the minute details of Harry Potter, like what their exchange is like to muggle money, how everyone probably is functioning at a fourth grade reading level, which is fine, whatever. But all these things, these are the things that keep me awake at night is all these like little things that no one talks about in Harry Potter. And I'm like, what? There's so many things where I'm just like, yeah, like, do you just innately know how to do math and, and science and reading and all that kind of jazz? Like how, like, I don't know, is it the only language that they speak is magic, which is kind of cool? Yeah. Latin is what they're I don't even know <laughs> I, I totally feel you though it's just like where's all the rest of the I mean education a weird thing to look at anyways yeah um because they're not even I guess they there's history there's history of magic yeah so but it's like the rest of the world are just like nah we don't prescribe like the, to that the muggle world no we're totally yeah, nah. separate from that it's like but you like coexist all the time mm-hmm. why wouldn't you try to understand it more Except for those awful people that are anti-muggle. Yeah. <laughs> I think about how weird it is constantly that the Death Eaters are basically a white supremacist group. Mm-hmm. And people are like, look at my Death Eater tattoo. It's like, what? Like, 
Do you know someone with a Death Eater tattoo? No, but okay, like, like, so many people where it's like, that's something they would get because they think it's cool. And it's like, but it's no. like, they kill people. <laughs> yeah, you might as well put a swastika on your body. Like, I just not here for that no it's It's the same idea like think about it (laughs) it's like people it's like i want i get that you want to be like a group or whatever whatever like want to rep harry potter get a deathly hollows tattoo that's fine or slytherin i'm a slytherin so like doesn't mean i'm evil or whatever that i'm not like part of the death eaters i'm just i'm a slytherin yeah and like no one talks about the good slytherin so it's like oh you're slytherin i guess you're evil it's like no (laughs) no Shut, are you a Slytherin, Leah? I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> Danielle, what are you? I don't even know because I've only read the two books. Okay, I know well, I'm so out of it. No, no, oh. it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Now you just have some homework if you feel like it. Yeah. True. No, I feel like I need to. If I'm going to be hanging out with Leah all the time, I feel like I need to do this. So and you got to right. figure out what, what house you are supposed to be in. I know. How do anyway, you figure yeah. it out? Is it just because you read the books and then you just like align to it? Or what do you think? So How can you, people figure it out? You can do the Pottermore quiz. Okay. Um, but I feel like sometimes you just know. Like one time I redid the quiz because they updated it and it gave me Gryffindor. I was like, No. Hufflepuff to the core. Basically, you can like look up the different houses and the traits they are. Like Hufflepuff is all about loyalty and friendship, and they're like the stoners of Hogwarts. They just want everyone to get along. (laughs) (laughs) I can get behind that. Yeah, and then like Slytherins are like really organized and like self-directed, and like I know a ton of Slytherins. Slytherins IRL are pretty great, I'd say. I don't know, how would you describe a Slytherin? Yeah, I mean, that and, like, lots of cunning. Yeah. And, like, so they're, they could easily become conniving and go to the, you know, evil side of things easily. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I do those quizzes, I always get Ravenclaw, but I'm like, nah. And then I was talking to my friend who's also obsessed with Harry Potter and uh she's just like you and me were Slytherins I was like yes finally like someone who sees me and my friend Sophia is definitely a Slytherin like the two of us together like unstoppable also like throw a lot of shade we're just like (laughs) we're just really good at cutting people down if we we want to (laughs) we both worked at a coffee shop together and if we were behind the bar together forget about it we were just like talking smack about every single person that walked in (laughs) It's just maybe a bad influence on me because it's not typically how I how I am, but it's the two of us together. It's like can be pretty pretty hilarious. (laughs) I feel like you two know me pretty well. Where would you categorize me in? I feel like I might put you in Hufflepuff. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm down for that. And just like embrace your Hufflepuff a little bit more. Okay, sounds good. Don't worry. Don't worry so much. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's that works. That works. Lana, you were going to talk about or wanted to talk about maybe Moonwater. Yeah. So I have a business. It's called Prairie Ritual, and I make flower essence blends and singles. But I also make this thing called a psychic moon spray. I started getting into moon sprays like a couple years ago or moon water. So what I do to kind of keep myself on track with the moon, I put out a big mason jar full of water every moon cycle, every full moon cycle. And I use that to make cleaning supplies for myself, or I did anyways, make cleaning supplies for myself, make my own kind of cleansing clearing sprays. Um, You can wash your face with it. Uh, You can do lots of cool stuff with it. It just charges the water. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could just make this like cleansing spray for folks that don't want to do smoke cleansing. It's for people with like, you know, lung issues or if they live in an apartment where they can't burn anything or, you know, there's lots of reasons why you'd want to use a spray instead of uh, smoke. It works the same way in my personal opinion. So I was using the charged water uh, with some essential oils and some essences and just making it for friends. And then uh, there's a market that I did 
Oh my gosh. I don't even remember when this market was anymore. Is it, was it in 2020? <laughs> oh my God. It's like, what? Is the star, it was the starry dynamo market. Pretty sure it was 2020, but who the heck knows anymore? It was like right before everything started kind of going down. It was kind of cold out. So I think it was like maybe tail end of, win- end of winter, but who knows anymore. And so I was doing this market and I thought, well, uh, instead of just selling my flower essences, I could probably smell this, sell the spray as well. Actually was the thing I sold the most of. So yeah, I just uh, put the moon water in it and some essential oils that are ethically sourced because that is also a problem out there is a lot of essential oils that are just like over farmed and then usually crystal essence. So one that I've been selling a lot lately has like smoky quartz essence in it. So it's super grounding, really good for protection. Um, And then it all depends on like the phase of the moon. So even if it's like the full moon in Leo, every year it's going to be different just because of where everybody, ever, all of the other planets are placed, right? So this past moon was in Pisces. It was kind of weird and wild, and um, it took a lot for me to feel grounded. I have problems with that anyways, but it just like was just a, I don't know, just felt like an out-of-body time. I'm not sure how you two felt about it, but it just was like, wow, okay. But I mean, I did had a lot of revelations, a lot of downloads more than usual. And that, so that water is going to be more for like up here thinking like more like, uh, like your crown center kind of thinking, not grounding at all. (laughs) So it's like, if you need to kind of get out of your body and more into like this kind of Pisces headspace, this moon was definitely that. And then I used a black obsidian so that it wasn't too, too grounded. And then usually I use spruce, cedar wood, and I have been using frankincense, but I haven't been able to find the source, uh, the ethical source for that. So I think I'm going to switch it up to juniper um, because I have a really good juniper that's like um, a locally made one. So that'll be for the next batch that I make. And, but yeah, you can use it like your dog can drink moon water or your cat. If you feel like they need a little bit of like, extra charged water, you can drink it. You can put it in soup stocks. Cause right now is like the time to like make a master stock and whether or not you're a vegetarian doesn't matter. You don't have to make a bone broth or anything. And you can just add it to whatever the heck you want. Teas, infusions, like you name it. I actually have a zine I made called moon magic. If anybody's interested in that. Yeah. It's like, I really like that zine. I have a few. I have a scrying one that I think Danielle has. I have it. I love it. And I'm revamping my flower essence zine. So um, to add all of my singles that I have, but it's it's specifically for queer folks because I think um, just being a queer person myself that we need a little bit extra help in the world. Um, and so, and I really think that flower essences are good for all of us. Cause like a lot of us are on pharmaceutical medications or, you know, if you're trans and you're, you know, going through like a transition, if you're on, you know, hormones or any other kind of pharmaceuticals, you just want to make sure that you can support your body without it kind of messing with stuff. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. It's just a, such a easy way to try to balance things out so that you can get through your day it's not about like fixing anything specifically because emotions are so fluid you're going to feel one way one second and another way the next depending on where your brain's at brain chemicals like past traumas tons of stuff right so it's just there to kind of like you know put its hand on your back and ask you what you need i love that flower essences are like the weighted blankets of the the world like whatever world they're like a weighted blanket I love it so much yeah I totally agree with that I I, like that is the best way to explain it to people because it's like you're not going to wear a weighted blanket all dang day and it's not something you want to have on your body all the time but I do make blends that can really kind of strip away layers so I just warn people like if you're ready for this like emotional transformation then we can do this blend together but if you're not ready then I can just like hook you up with a single and we can kind of work towards that because it really does bring up stuff that maybe people aren't ready for you gave me this lovely blend that was like boosting in terms of energy but also like that has to do with my own psychic intuition as well is that Chiron? It was, it was um, Baby, You're a Star, I think. Is okay, that so that's the blend that I make that people can take all the time if they're feeling poopy. So yeah. it's, a, it's a Prince song. And so I did it with just like listening to all of my favorite Prince uh, songs because he's just like such a 
I mean, he's a saint. He's an angel. He's uh, all the, the good things in the world. Didn't specifically play that song, but I thought about that song and what maybe he was feeling and thinking when he wrote it. And when he plays it, if you ever see like him playing it live, he's just like feeling himself. And I just want people to be able to feel themselves sometimes and just be like, yeah, I'm, you know, awesome and interesting and beautiful and, or not those things. Cause I don't want to be that today. I just like want to feel myself. Um, and specifically if you're a queer person living within specific bodies, like sometimes it's just really hard to feel yourself. So that one you can take with you all the time. It's lovely. It's a good one to have. It's a good, like, I like to use it as like a back pocket kind of thing. Like, it's just something that I have as a tool, like, that I like to have just in case every once in a while. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that you feel like you're supposed to talk about or feel called to talk about? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. Is there anything else you guys want to know about me? Or you think the listeners need to know? Good stuff. Oh I my know. God. I'm crying. I'm still <laughs> You're crying? A little bit. I feel like, oh. um, for some reason, this happens every time I talk about oh references with anyone. I just uh, get the feels because it's like I need more flower essences in my life and I just need more magic in my life. And I'm just, just well, we'll figure out a yeah. blend for you, Leah. Okay, I'd love that. Okay, because I got all of mine together except for calendula, but that's okay. I'm just waiting for my flowers to bloom. Yeah. Tim forgot to water the garden one day, and it just completely wrecked them. They're coming back, so it's it's okay. <laughs> I don't need to hold on to that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to know anything else. We have a, We talked about a lot. Um, we can always have you on the podcast again because <laughs> I think we should because okay. we always have good stuff to talk about. Especially around like queer supports and I think like having additional for that, that would be really lovely. Yeah. Cool. I'd be down for that. So maybe we can wrap for today, but it was a pleasure having you on. It's always so lovely talking to you and your energy is always so nice to like be around. That's a lovely thing for you to say. Thank you, Leah. anything you want to plug where can people find you i'm on instagram at prairie.ritual um i'm gonna have a website soon so you can see all my offerings um because i do intuitive readings and uh personalized flower essences but for right now you can get all my stuff on my instagram as well as i just recently got into an amazing store in black diamond called birdie's general stores so i'll be selling some of my stuff there um and i think i'm allowed to talk about this i'll be at the coven collective market Yay! so exciting so yeah like stay tuned for that obviously that's like a leah thing so uh yeah but if you guys have any questions for me uh you can always dm me my dms are open or my uh my email address and which is on my instagram pretty much it yeah just like trying to trying to survive (laughs) aren't we all we got this awesome so that was a great episode with our friend lana of prairie ritual thank you as always for tuning in if you're not already, give us a follow at Mystic in the Hague on Instagram. And until next time, mystical beings, bye.